Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Shot, the photography and filmmaking podcast. I am Ross Grieve. And I'm Jim Cossey. I'm Esther Ling. And I'm Matt Jacobs. And today we're recording from uh, Color Competence HQ. And our guest today is Ashley Bowman, the, uh, well, man of all knowledge, uh, color confidence, technical guru, um, technical me. specialist. Welcome, Ashley. Hi. Pleasure to have you on board. No problem. So we're going to be picking your brains all about uh, colour management today. Um, It's something that a lot of people are scared of and um, I've been involved with you guys for, gosh, must be a couple of years now. And I was that person who used to be scared of colour management and it's actually really, really simple. Yeah, a lot of people see it as a bit of a black art, but... Nowadays, with the hardware and software that's available, it's pretty easy to do and really something you should consider uh, if you're doing any editing to your images on a computer. And I know I've uh, uh, talked about it with people and a lot of people reckon the human eye is, is so accurate because I was the guy who used to actually hold the print next to the screen and that's how my calibration used to be. And then you actually start using, uh, you know, devices to actually calibrate your monitor and your camera and your printer and so forth. And then suddenly you realise how inaccurate your eyes are. Yeah, well, your eyes can be fooled quite easily by the colours that you're looking at, the surrounding mm. colours of maybe your monitor or, you know, just in the environment you're working in as well. So it's kind of essential to try and control that, but also try and control your workflow. That's really what colour management is about, really taking your images from shooting on the camera to viewing and editing, then through to print or going onto the mm. internet or whatever. We, we speak about the importance of workflow a lot, don't we? And, you know, anything that's going to cut that down for us and, and help us is... Uh, yeah, a little bit welcome. of work at the beginning of uh, a process can really help, uh, you know, in your downstream editing and things mm. like that. So, you know, again, just a small thing that you do at the beginning and just remember to do those things can save you an awful lot of time when you go through and edit. Because, yeah, well, back in the days of film, we never had to bother about it because all the labs used to sort it out for us, didn't they? So. Yeah, yeah, we're all, you know, I'm a man of a certain age and, uh, you know, I shot film. So either you did it yourself, you were the manufacturer, or it went to uh, wherever. You know, I sh- shot a lot of uh, Kodachrome, so it just went in the post, came back a few weeks later and, you know, Got a nice, uh, hopefully, some nice images. All 36. Yeah, all yeah. 36. Or if you're lucky, you might get 37. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, film. Yeah, bonus. That's bonus film, Jim. You know, we still shoot film. Bonus. You know, I was trying to think what the numbers were yeah. you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was, you, you buy 36, get one free. Oh, really? Mm, yeah, okay. that's what it was about. So Jim's a landscape photographer. Obviously, with a landscape photographer, you can't run up the top of a hill and... and uh, yeah, I can't, can I colour... I can't colour check my, um, my landscape. Well... You can, uh, to some degree you can. You can do it at arm's length or stick it on a wall or something like that and and photograph, say, a colour checker or at least a grey card. Uh, And you can really get a good feel of the lighting conditions you're in. As long as you're standing in the same lighting condition as your main subject, you're okay. Mm. But, uh, you know, you don't want to be standing in shade and taking a, a balance and then all your main subject is out you know, in, in bright sunlight, you've got to really take those either a grey balance or something like the colour checker passport in the lighting conditions your main subject is in. So what about um, now a lot of landscape photographers use uh, neutral density, a graduated filter. So yeah. obviously they go, you want them to take their grey card when they've got 
or that on their camera because otherwise it's going to be a false representation, isn't it? Yeah, depending how much they've spent on their uh, filters, mm. they mm. may have a little bit of colour cast that they bring in. So it's essential that you take at least a grey balance or white balance with that uh, to, to, you know, to see what light you're, you're shooting. Yeah, that's quite interesting, actually. Mm. Because I know some of my older filters back in the day used to have a really big purple cut, yeah. especially like a 10-stop. Um, so it'd be quite interesting to... Well, you, like me, I spent about £15 on a load from <laughs> from eBay. <laughs> oh, yes. uh, which I remember them days. kind of okay, because I just needed them for some uh, just the stuff I was doing. And I did need to do a white balance on them because they were really quite blue. Sure. With Jim being landscape and then going underwater how good old matt jacobs over there so he, he could essentially take a, a color checker below the surface with him well if you do you do waterproof the colors would float off yeah uh, but there are great balance cards mm. you can use underwater uh, we do uh, a few that you know you can take under because you're going to get a lot of blue light uh, under there and doing a, a white balance underwater would be very good we've been asked quite a lot about mm. this but if you've got a good uh, kind of plastic housing, you could put a colour checker in. You could uh, conceivably use one of those underwater well, I do, too. I manually white balance all the time underwater. Yeah. Yeah. And every time I'm changing depth. But yeah. the thing is, there's no one consistent uh, white balance card that will work. Mm. It's really straight. If I white balance off the back of somebody's tank, which is yeah. a lighter grey, yeah. that won't work at depth. Then you'll change. Then I'm, then I'm off the – I'm white balancing off the coral – Sometimes off somebody's white fin, it's really strange the way it changes underwater. Yeah, well, you're going to be. It's how the light's being dif diffracted yeah. and the colours are being changed by the depth of water and, and and just what's happening on the surface. I'd have thought. Yeah, uh, but certainly some of the uh, plastic uh, grey cards that we do. You actually make them. Yeah, they're, they're, we don't do it, but we have them that uh, they use in hospitals and things like that. So they wipe clean and and can take being going. Cool. Have water. to try one. Yeah, yeah it would uh, certainly help to do white balance underwater on something like that. Yeah, and then you've got Esther here, who's um, takes the most amazing food photography with her, um, you know, beautiful colours, and she stylizes it fantastically. Esther, do you um, do any colour management? <laughs> um, let me think for a second. Um, no. Um, which is ridiculous. I know, I know I'm saying it as a professional photographer, it sounds ridiculous that I don't calibrate or colour check, etc. And I have to say, Ross has, I, I did come to see you guys at um, TPS yeah. mm. a year or so ago and bought one of the, the passports, we colour check, colour passport, check passport. Yeah. But I have to admit it's, it's sat in my bag. <laughs> It's been used as a coffee coaster. Unused, mm. yes. Well, hopefully um, by the end of today we'll, we'll So, yeah, I mean, for, yeah, for me it would be great if you could just kind of unravel um, it a little bit, you know, and uh, we were talking last night about, again, it sounds stupid, but, you know, calibrating your laptop, um, do, you know, do, do how different people do that and, you know, do they use the, you know, have the brightness up, up full or do they, you know, where they have that and does it make a difference to... So many variables with a laptop. Yeah, isn't there, yeah it? There, there is really and most laptop screens aren't the best. Mm. Uh, angle of view and things like that can be very difficult exactly. with them. But profiling them with any of the products, you know, they say x right do, whatever, will help uh, because most laptop screens are very cold. 
So all you, if you're doing, uh, especially you're doing food shots, things like that, things are going to tend to look quite cold. So you could overwarm stuff mm-hmm. because of it. Now, using a, you know, it's not going to be the, the most fantastic screen, but at least you've got it balanced for white, uh, for white balance. And if you're using a white balance in your workflow, you need, really need a monitor that's going to match that. So you're getting, again, uh, the next stage in your workflow working with the, what you've done with the camera. It's just getting that consistency through your work, isn't it? So, I yeah. mean, once you have that. And it makes work, work comes it, back to workflow, it, doesn't it? it it's better workflow. You've got more times for your photography yeah. um, and you're not sort of worrying so much about, yeah. oh, crikey, what's going on with the colours. Yeah, and, and you're not guessing at things because if you've shot a load of images and you've not got a white balance and that's important to you because you've got very mixed lighting. Uh, I know my son does a certain amount of food photography and he's a lot of the time just on the pass, just taking stuff as they yeah. come through as they yeah, go the out. Yeah, temperature that uh, is and, horrendous and, usually. And, you know, you've got all sorts of different lights mm. uh, there affecting the white balance on there and, and just doing a basic white balance there would at least get those levels correct. People that don't know, actually, what is the main product? What do you actually do? You mentioned the, 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 the passport checker, the colour checker. Is that your main product? Well, we do a range do. of products that will really fit in with the, your whole workflow. Okay. Uh, something like the colour checker passport. We'll yep. do uh, raw calibration that's used within uh, for Photoshop and Lightroom. Uh, also, then we do monitor calibrators that would just do your screen, either your laptop or a desktop screen, uh, pretty much anything, even if you show stuff through television. You know, a lot of photographers Mm. will have a big telly in their studio and show clients on on that. And you can profile those. As long as you're driving it through a computer, you can uh, uh, profile that and get the best colour out of it. Uh, And also then, we're probably going on to this later, print side as well mm. uh, and there's systems that will do everything for you kind of soup to nuts really from camera to monitor to final print okay i, I sort of call it the circle of truth so you have yeah. your printer your camera and your screen profiled mm. yeah and then they're all seen on the same tune synced synced yeah so and, and it makes your life so much easier yeah especially if you're using external printers as well, going to out to a lab, it's kind of essential that you get your workflow working with them as well. And most labs will have a couple of routes. Mm. They'll have a colour managed or a non-colour managed route. If you go to a colour managed route, they think that you know what you're doing and doing your colour management yourself. You go the non-colour management route, they're deciding on the colours for you, really. So, again, if you want the best uh, workflow possible, you need to calibrate your system. It's like shooting on automatic, isn't it, or manual, isn't it? You know, automatically you're letting it decide. Yeah. And that's quite a a, uh, good line to go because there's a question coming from who... Chris from Beauty sends out a lot lot of questions. And, And it is... What is the right colour? Because a lot of cameras, they've got different colour science within yeah. them. Mm. So that varies. And a lot of photographers, they have a different a different finished look, but you've obviously got to start from a base level. Yeah. So what is the correct colour, so to speak? Well, there's kind of no such thing as correct colour. But it's again, it's managing your process, especially if you shoot raw, because most people are shooting raw. And a lot of people don't kind of understand that when you shoot raw, you're chucking away all the stuff that, say, Canon, Nikon, or, you know, mention any other camera manufacturer, uh, build into their cameras to make the colours look nice, do the sharpening, all that sort of thing. Using something like the Colour Checker Passport gets you to really 
reference exactly how your camera sees color, even the chips, because chips are all slightly different. Depends what lens you put on as well. If you're using maybe all Nikon or Canon lenses, you're probably okay doing a, uh, you know, a calibration through all of those, but you suddenly put a Sigma in or something like that, the coatings will be different, so the colors will be different, so there'll be subtleties of difference. So if you initially set, it's as simple as taking a photograph of the color checker passport and then keeping it. Whether you use it or not in your workflow is another thing because if you're doing landscapes, then you may want not, not want to dial all those, all those nice honey colours that are coming from the sunset. Well, you just wouldn't. Mm. Uh, but there are other times when you want to get those balances where it will really help your colour in, in, uh, uh, yeah, in your full workflow. And, and it sort of gives you the, the base colour to work from as well, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, you can. once you've, you've shot that, you know wherever you've taken an image, you can get to a base level. So if you're, you know, a wedding, say, you're in the church, you're outside, you're in the reception, all your white balance is going to be different. As long as you take a white balance reference within those different lighting conditions, you can keep that dress the same colour all the way through. Yeah, that's pretty important to be honest. It doesn't matter then what you do artistically afterwards, but you know you can get any image you've shot, wherever it's done, whatever equipment you've used. You know, if you're using multiple cameras, because a lot of... Uh, photographers will have their main camera and maybe a, a slightly cheaper, lower level uh, second camera. And again, balancing those up is, can be uh, a little difficult by hand. But if you're profiling both of them, just taking, literally taking a shot of colour checker passport on each uh, camera, you can then balance those together. And that's especially if you're like a, a wedding photographer and you've got yeah. a second shooter with a different brand camera, yeah, exactly. you're going you're to uh, match it up that way. And wedding photographers should re- and fashion photographers for that as well should really be um, profiling because to get dresses the correct colour. Yeah. And I remember I did a, a wedding in Australia a few years ago and the bride had a slight off-peach dress. And in your mind you're going, I and she spent a lot of money on her dress, yeah. and you're going, oh, my God, I've got to get this right. Yeah. Um, so by, doing, by just using the colour checker and just profiling at the start and each lighting, whether it's sunlight, uh, shade, yeah. it saves you so much time. Yeah. We're quite, more peachy. Peachy, mate. Should make it nice and peachy. Yeah. Quite close, aren't we, Jim? Yeah, mate. Yeah, <laughs> so nice. You've missed me, haven't you? Uh, mate, yeah, <laughs> Jim. <laughs> Jim and I are sharing the mic. It's not all we share. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to colour. Back to colour, yes. Um, so for someone who wants to start out and uh, they're going, right, I... I, I want to go down this route and we talk about the colour passport yeah. and it's a really simple piece of kit. I've used it and it literally is the size of a passport. You can pop it in your back pocket in your camera bag, which is where Esther's lives. Um, but uh, it's, they're a wedding photographer or they are any photographer or filmmaker. That's, that's uh, um, another one as well. Where would you recommend they start with their colour management? Well, I'd certainly start with maybe a, a bundle. Because uh, if you, you know, you're taking shots, so you need something to maybe calibrate your, your screen there, uh, sorry, your, your camera there, and then at least you want to calibrate your monitor. Because one of the biggest issues and biggest problems with most people's colour management are their screen. Because it's the only place that you look at your images nowadays and make decisions on lightness, colour, uh, all, all those things. And if that 
display is not showing you exactly what it should be, you're being pulled in a certain direction. A lot of people could say, come to shows and say, oh, why are my images or my prints coming out maybe dark and warm? It's probably because you've got an overbright and overcold monitor mm. because it's pulling you to overwarm your images because of it. So uh, in, initially when you start, shoot the Color Checker Passport, that works within, uh, say, ad all Adobe applications. So it'll sit there nicely in Lightroom and uh, Adobe Camera Raw in, into Photoshop and it will help you get the best profile from your camera and also get you thinking a bit more about white balance as well. And also when, when people shoot, I think it's worth saying that they maybe should shoot in a, well, a standard profile within their camera so when they bring it into Adobe, they can they can have that natural or pure look, if you like, uh, that's with the colour checker. And then they can add their their own personal look that they like. Yeah. Well, when, you shoot, when you're shooting RAW, you're, again, taking that RAW information directly off the chip. And you either rely on whatever uh, editing application that you're using to put the best profile back in, say in Lightroom or Photoshop or Capture One, if you, you're, you're going to that level, then that will make those decisions for you. But with a colour checker, you are doing it yourself. You know, we go back to film a bit where someone else is doing the manufacturing for you, but now you're the manufacturer. You're going from start to finish in your whole, your whole workflow to uh, get the image that you want. So starting off with a colour checker that describes exactly how your camera sees colour. You've got a nice reference for your white balance if you require it. And then to the next level is your screen. So something like the uh, X-Ray i1 uh, Display Pro, that will profile pretty much any screen out there uh, from your laptop, because you know, a lot of people now are using laptops as their weapon yeah. of choice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I work uh, predominantly off my laptop because I work on location and the majority of the time. Yeah. So, you know, the importance of, you know, getting it right is... Yeah. So a lot of people... Well, it's like, the, it's like the importance when you've got, like for me, probably like Ross or maybe Matt, do you work? Do you work off of desktop as well, Matt? Or just predominantly? If I'm on the boat, I'll be using the laptop. But when you're back home, my iMac, I do most of it on the yeah. Big so we're kind of like we'll be then. That's mm. like the perfect scenario, isn't it? We're on two different screens a lot of the yeah. time. Yeah, we're cross referencing, or we're we're editing on that, then pushing it back onto our maybe our, our um, desktop. So yeah, for the importance of that, really. Yeah, for sure. So you can both look at the image that's going to be the yeah. same. Say a lot of people use a laptop and connect to a, a, a good external screen, something like a BenQ or mm. a ISO or whatever, and uh, they'll do their key colour management or colour balancing uh, on that. If you have something like the uh, i1 Display Pro, that will then balance your uh, display on your laptop to your external screen as well. So at least then you're getting pretty close on your laptop and do the final finessing on your uh, external screen. So really those two things, sorting your uh, capture out and sorting your viewing and your editing out is essential. You know, a lot of people don't print anymore. They'll either send out to labs or just not at all. Like me, it's just on my iPad. I show people images if they're interested. And, uh, <laughs> you will sit down and look at these. <laughs> 
and uh, you know, it, it, it's those places where you really uh, do, could do with starting. But there are you know other systems that uh, X Right do something like the i One Studio that does will do everything for you. That's what I cam- use. I find it brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. say so it goes from camera to monitor to final print with really very good results. What about um, just putting it out there? What about phones now? People use uh, phones a lot, don't they? Yeah, true. Um, yeah, you know, is that a, a thing? There's very few phones out there that will shoot raw, but I'm sure that's going to come in soon. Mm. But even for, um, you know, with uh, Lightroom Mobile, so people are shooting on their cameras, transferring to their phones. um, So people want to edit on their phones. Um, Because I know when I do my street photography, I will edit out there. But you've got an app that you can... Uh, Yeah, well, there's a couple of things you can do there. You know, you you can do, usually with the mobile apps, you can do a white balance. So if you have a white balance chart in one of your images somewhere, you could always apply that to it. But there are also a, uh, well, there's a, for both Android and iOS, there is an application from X-Rite called Color True that will sort out your color there. Now, it's a bit more difficult with the uh, mobile devices is they're, they don't have any colour management built in. So it's essentially the Colour True is an app that sits on top of your images but accesses anything that's on your phone, any image on your phone. But using uh, one of the calibrators, it will calibrate your screen. The profile sits on the app and then uh, basically displays through the app, through the profile, so you get much better colour. Again, iPads, iPhones tend to be a bit cold and a bit in your face, but uh, profiling of them tends to knock that back, back a little bit so you get more uh, uh, kind of printly colour and uh, much better quality from your face. And it's the skin tones. I mean, for me, is, is skin tones are important, so that's what a lot of people forget about as well is, is looking at the skin tones, and that just helps pull all that back as well, looking more natural rather yeah. than yeah. tangerine. Too pushed, yeah. yeah. That Essex look. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. So, so, Ashley, so for the people who are starting out, um, what sort of resources have you guys got that they can sort of jump on and have a look at? We can put all these details down in the yeah. description as well. Well, the, a really great resource is the x YouTube t- channel. Uh, that will go through really from quite basic levels to why colour management, why use it, the reasons behind it, but relatively simple to understand and, and do that. And also then go through all their different levels of, uh, of technology, really, to sort your camera out, to sort your monitor out, maybe look at your printing as well. So there's really everything. It's a really fantastic resource to go on there. And also just give it a call. Mm. Yeah. We're quite happy to speak to you. You know what a photographers are like, they'll speak all day. You know, you, you know quite often you, you will get uh, someone that wants to tell you their life that's story. Jim where no, that's, 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 that's just about to say, that's Calling you all over that. Is, that's <laughs> you all over. <laughs> yeah, I asked Jim one question half an hour later. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it's been amazing having a, a little insight into um, colour management and I think we could even... Um, go into another chapter maybe mm. about printing and yep. that could be another episode as well because that goes into papers and profile and that's that's really interesting as well mm. but thank you so much for um for entertaining us today and mm. we look forward to talking to you again thanks, thanks for coming thank you Ashley.